0: Good evening dummies, Matt from Don't Unfriend Me, episode 217, Monday, September 6th, 7.50pm. You might notice some things change. Did we move? Did we leave? No, we just simply changed the set. We, by I mean my wife and I. Spent the next or last two days working on this, putting this all together for you so it could be aesthetically pleasing. We hope you like it. I've heard that I need to get my lighting right. I'll figure that out in the end and move some stuff over. But either way, this is the new home for Don't Unfriend Me for the next 365 days or more. And season three will officially drop heck I don't know coming soon to a theater near you t-shirts and hats I'm having that conversation tomorrow they'll be here soon but folks we don't have any time to lose I mean we could sit here and talk about fun stuff like this all day but let's just get to the show liar liar your depends are on fire well obviously that's in reference to Joe Biden Joe Biden most assuredly is a liar And that is with a heavy heart that I say that. I'm not trying to disparage the President of the United States. I do have respect for the office, but I do not have to respect the man. People have asked me often, what makes you think that you can challenge the President? I'm an American citizen, and I'll challenge whoever the hell I want. Recorded from an undisclosed location. Always honest. Always direct. So sit back, relax. Don't Unfriend Me starts right now. Well, we'll see if all the bugs are ironed out of this bad boy, and I've got it freshly tuned up properly. We'll find out. Let's uh, go ahead and see if the social media goes up and down. It does. You can find me at, at Don't Unfriend Me show on all facebook rumble youtube social media channels just type in at don't unfriend me show twitter is a dead channel i like to think of it as a weed it's just sitting there i've got like three followers and the reason why is because that's at the dumb show so until they allow me to add a character that will stay essentially anorexic and not working you're gonna hear me say a couple things in the show tonight one of them being dummies. Well, you are the dummies. Whether you've watched one episode or whether you've watched 217 after tonight, you are a dummy. And it's not an insult, not like when Hillary Clinton called us deplorables, but the dummies are the Don't Unfriend It's an acronym. Bar- Barstool Sports has the stoolies. We have the dummies, and it is an honorary title for anyone who watches the show. We also have a special kind of sucker led by Dusty Dinkelman, the first Dinkledork, the dum-dum, these are the people you see in the thread who have CNN or Fox talking points, have no desire to expand their mind, and only regurgitate things we've heard all day long on the news. They essentially get banned most often or not. Now, I haven't banned a lot of people. I think the, answer that, uh, the current number that we have right now is about 48. Unfortunately, it's growing, but out of 33,000, 34,000 people, I'll take it. Don't be a dum-dum, in other words, be a dummy. And last but not least, if you don't want to go to all these wonderful social media sites, you can visit Don'tUnfriendMe.com. Head on over there, get a catalog of all my videos, my podcasts, and the occasional blog article. Also, clothing and shirts coming to a theater near you. My name is Matthew Spear, I am your host, and I'll be taking you through this show tonight. Please stick with me and share, like, and follow if you would. Liar, liar, your depends are on fire. Now, I don't know why I have to preface anything nowadays. The people with open minds will watch this in its entirety, and the leftists will glance at the cover or read the description and then partake in a grandiose moment, opining, and will declare that Trump lied too, and therefore all is forgiven from Joe Biden. Well, that isn't the way the world works, and if I could change one thing about our current conversations between the left and right— it would be the fallacy arguments or the ever-present red herring. You know, red herring. It's basically a distraction to throw off your opponent from a topic at hand. Like O.J. Simpson was, was certainly innocent and didn't almost decapitate his wife because he once won a Heisman and was great in the movie The Naked Gun. These arguments, once again, are why we are where we are today as a society. So now that that has been addressed, let's move on. Joe Biden lies. We all know this. He has demonstrated zero accountability for these myths' truths throughout his political career. From the civil rights movement, COVID, Afghanistan, his past, and it looks like the future is ripe for more lying Joe. I hope Ted Cruz is okay with me borrowing that title from him. I think Trump let that one go some time ago. Now, I wish I could tell you that presidents do not lie, but we all know this is the case. Well, maybe not Abraham Lincoln. Well, at least we don't know of any. But we have grown accustomed to our fearless leaders telling us what we need to know and ensuring that some things we don't know. National security comes to mind, unsubstantiated information that may incite violence, Fortune 500 companies, insider information, and even bold predictions that are meritless and based in supposition. Then there are the others the lies that are meant to deceive or cover up impropriety or malfeasance, these are the untruths that truly drive us to the brink with our commanders-in-chief. There are clear distinctions between what other presidents have done and what Joe Biden's currently doing. Trump was interesting when he was dishonest. It would almost be like Steve Jobs and his reality distortion field. Jobs would create a separate reality from others and could convince himself of just about anything. It wasn't exactly lying, but a self-indulgence and stubbornness in always having to be right. But Steve Jobs was also known for having what alcoholics call having a moment of clarity, where he would almost break down in an emphatic tirade of apology or longing for acceptance. Trump was different. When Trump stretched the truth or flat-out lied, his reality distortion field was extended out to his staff and friends, and they were expected to toe the line or toe the lie. Get what I did there? If they didn't, it would show Donald Trump of their disloyalty and ultimately would lead to their dismissal. Call it a retroactive job interview, if you will. But the real conundrum is that with other presidents, including President Trump, you always knew they knew They were lying or stretching the truth. A small grin from Obama, a nod, and a stern look from Trump. Nixon would sweat uncontrollably, and Clinton would take a secretary home for his penance during the night. But with Joe Biden, there is something different. The old adage of never play poker with anyone with the nickname Doc comes to mind. Or slightly less known, never try to love a woman with a dagger tattoo named Rosemary. And then again, there is the old yarn that Sigmund Freud may or may not have said about the Irish, is that psychoanalysis is no use to the Irish. Freud's meaning is up for much debate, and of course you could spin your wheels as to whether it is an insult or flattery that he was espousing. Of course, it doesn't really matter, but the Irish persona can never be kept in a bottle. Human traits and qualities are far too extensive for that. But in this case, I will make an exception for Joe Biden. Maybe Freud was saying that the Irish don't have a conscience, or at least Joe Biden doesn't seem to have one at all. I'm going to play a quick video to show you something that's up in the air right now about an event that he recently did, and then I want you to hear what he talks about civil rights. Here you go.
1: I used to think coming out of the civil rights movement and being involved in the Jewish community as a kid in the civil rights movement Um, in Delaware. I used to think that
0: uh, hate could be defeated. Interesting. He also thinks you can vet people from the Muslim countries and find out if they're terrorists or not. It's interesting. I wonder how you're going to do that. Maybe you're going to check their temperature or ask them if they have a terrorist card, like a vaccine card. Either way, it doesn't matter. But in one sentence in one hand, you hear him saying that. In the other one, he says something like this.
1: When I marched in the Civil Rights Movement, I did not march with the 12-point program, I marched with tens of thousands of others to change attitudes, and we changed
0: attitudes. And then this.
1: During the 60s, I was, in fact, very concerned about the civil rights movement. I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved, I was involved in what, what they were thinking, what they were feeling. I was involved, but I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. I was a suburbanite kid who got a dose of exposure to what was happening to black Americans. When I, in my own city, worked there, one of the only white employee, employees, the only white lifeguard in this the 13 or 14 lifeguards, to find out that many of these guys lived in that city their whole life, a small city, and never knew a white man. It was a revelation.
0: Interesting. So many different lies in such a short period of time. But that's what we have come to know from Joe Biden. During an event today, Joe Biden again lied and claimed that you saw just a few seconds ago that he came out of the civil rights movement in Delaware during the 1960s. Biden made this up and has repeated it multiple times over the years. We heard this in the debate. We then saw about the plagiarism charge. In 1987, during the fallout from his plagiarism scandal, Biden even admitted this wasn't true and said he wasn't an activist and he wasn't out for the civil rights. So many contradictions that we've heard from Biden. Remember in the September 12, 2019 debate, we didn't lock people up in cages. We didn't separate families. We didn't do all of those things, number one. They did. But that's not true. Many of those pictures you saw of the cages were taken in 2014, during his time in office with President Obama. Obama? Obama? Biden also said the NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. This is also not true. The NAACP has never endorsed any candidate. Ever. Joe Biden stated, I went to law school on a full academic scholarship. The only one in my class who had a full academic scholarship. The first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class. And then decided I wanted to stay. Went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school. Every single word, every one of those claims is false. He got caught plagiarizing in law school and in his political career there was a huge, huge plagiarism scandal. Now, there is a clear distinction between lies, and here is where that distinction is so very relevant to this conversation we're having tonight. You can make an error, which is a lie by mistake. The person believes they are being truthful, but what they are saying is not true. This happens all the time with everybody. A mission, leaving out relevant information, presidents live and breathe and eat right there restructuring, distorting the context, saying something in sarcasm, changing the characters, or the alternate of the scene. Trump did this all day long and got him in trouble. We all remember this. Denial, refusing to acknowledge a truth. The extent of denial can be quite large. They may be lying only to you just this one time, or they may be lying to themselves, and that is Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. How about minimization? Reducing the effects of a mistake, a fault, or a judgment call, and playing it off. That was President Obama's M.O. How about exaggeration? Representing as greater, better, more experienced, more successful. This is also where Trump lived, and also Reagan, too. But there's another. The last is fabrication. Deliberately inventing a false story. And this is where the rubber meets the road. Of course, this isn't 100% representative of all the lies people have told. They all dabble in the station and at the playground, but let's not kid ourselves. If fabrication is the jungle gym of the attractions, Joe Biden is the king on the top and isn't letting anyone else get close, not even by a little. According to a 1987 Newsweek piece, a supporter had politely asked Biden what law school he attended and how well he had done. Biden bristled, saying... I think I have a much higher IQ than you do and reeled off his fabricated accomplishments and concluded, I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you would like, Frank. The episode reminds us of Biden recently snapping. You're full of shit. At an auto worker who dared to challenge Biden's stance on guns, calling an Iowa voter a damn liar for insinuating that Biden had helped his son gain access in Ukraine. Well, at least it's better than dogface pony soldier. More shocking, Biden claimed my ancestors worked in these coal mines of northeast Pennsylvania and would come up after 12 hours and play football for four hours, even though no one in Biden's family tree ever worked underground. Interestingly, in 2020, complaints arose about Biden borrowing the work of others and putting together his climate plan. Biden's plan contains a number of passages that seem to have been copied and pasted, at times with very superficial changes from a variety of sources. Biden's supporters will dismiss these episodes as being in the distant past, but Biden's tendency to mislead did not expire when he became president. More recently, the president has told audiences, I became a teacher. I became a professor. While it is true that he took a lofty salary to make a handful of speeches for the University of Pennsylvania, Biden has never taught students. Ever. Ever. Then there was the inspiring tale of visiting Afghanistan to honor a heroic naval officer. Biden described the officer's actions in detail, adding, This is God's truth. My word is a Biden. But according to a review in the Washington Post, no such incident occurred, and Biden was lucky not to be hit by lightning that day. There were also Biden's claims of having been arrested in the 1970s because he tried to visit Nelson Mandela in prison, and it never happened. He has also cast himself as a co-sponsor of the Endangered Species Act, and those things aren't true either. Character does not change. Biden's winning smile and genial nature have granted him license to mislead, and we all remember the quid pro quo extortion and withholding of money to the Ukraine in an effort to protect his lovely son, Hunter. But just the mere resemblance of impropriety landed Trump with articles of impeachment, yet no words for Joe. The real truth is Joe Biden. He has created an eighth wonder in the world of lying. It isn't quite pathological. It's Pseudologia Fantastica is more accurate. It isn't in fact that Joe actually believes his own stories. He doesn't differentiate between truth and fiction. This example is no more apparent than in Afghanistan and his horribly abhorrent behavior and handling of the extraction of American citizens and military personnel. Joe Biden stood on stage as I simultaneously dissected his speech that lasted 14 minutes. He lied 27 times. And we aren't talking small, insignificant expose or stretches, but boldface lies. Lie in regards to no Americans left behind. 90% of Americans in Afghanistan who wanted to leave were able to leave, quote, Those Afghans who have worked alongside us, served alongside of us, gone into combat with us, and provided invaluable assistance to us, he said. They're equally important, almost. On Wednesday, a senior State Department official confessed to NBC News that the majority of Afghans who helped the United States didn't make it out of Kabul. The United States stands by its commitment, quote, that we've made to those people, and it includes other vulnerable Afghans, such as women leaders and journalists, Biden said. On August 20th, Team Biden didn't even ensure American-employed American employed journalists made it to safety either. Asked by a reporter July 8th, do you see any parallels between this withdrawal with this withdrawal, withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam? And Biden was indignant. None whatsoever. Zero, he says. Not even a month after Biden spoke those words, pictures came from Kabul of a U.S. helicopter flying over the American embassy. Nearly 200 Americans fled the Baron Hotel on Chinooks when they couldn't reach the Kabul airport just 650 feet away. And there was no other way. Biden vowed to continue providing the Afghan army with air support. Biden vowed to provide the Afghan army with air support. He says, I'll insist we continue to keep the, com- the commitments we've made of providing close air support, making sure that their air force function and is operable, he said on August 10th. He had made the promise to Afghan President Ashraf Ghani in a July 23rd phone call that was leaked Wednesday and I had a great episode on it. We will continue to provide close air support, Biden said, and all the way through the end of August, and who knows what after that. Collapse of Afghanistan, in fact, Biden knew that the Taliban were overtaking the Afghan government, which I proved earlier, and asked Ghani to lie about it. The perception is that things are not going well in terms of the fight against Taliban, Biden said, and there is a need, whether it is true or not, there is a need to protect a different picture. Ghani gave him the facts. We are facing a full-scale invasion, he says, composed of Taliban, full Pakistani planning and logistical support, and at least ten to 15,000 international terrorists, predominantly Pakistani, thrown into this. Biden ignored him. Character That is what we said this election was all about, that mean tweets were going to destroy our country, that we needed to bring back integrity and honor to the White House. Well, I don't see any of those non-negotiable things around. In retrospect, I think if Americans were truly honest, they would rather have mean tweets and the lying to continue. But for all of the demoralizing aftereffects to be gone, if we simply wanted to trade Donald Trump for a person who supposedly was better than him and he's not, then we could have kept the low gas prices, the jobs, the geopolitical status, fuel independence, economy dollar valuation, border effectiveness, our respect, maybe our dignity, and, and maybe world presence? I guess that was too much of an ask. Because if you ask Joe Biden, he will tell you that everything is just fine. He will stay steadfast and believe every word that escapes his mouth because we all know he doesn't know the difference. Maybe, just maybe, a reporter will stand up and ask the most profound question of all times that would shed light on his betrayal and the failure to our country. Something like this Mr. President, in the first seven months of your presidency, you have managed to have more failure, had less success, and reverted us back years in foreign policy, domestic decline, and world dominance. In one word, can you please summarize for us how you as the leader of the free world would describe this trying time for America? Yes, Pam, I can. Uh, It's Gwen, sir. Oh, right, Gwen. That's what I meant. Yes, I can, Gwen. In one word, potato. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. Thank you for stopping by. I hope I uncovered a few things for you when it comes to Joe Biden. You have some points you can use with other people who tell you that he's the greatest president that's ever lived and he's doing such a wonderful job for America, but we all know that isn't true. I will go out like the most of times and most nights when I don't muck it up veteran crisis hotline 1-800-273-8255 press 1 veterans are in need of your help 22 commit suicide a day with Afghanistan and the holidays coming up I'm telling you it's going to be higher probably higher in the 25 to 27 a day it is a travesty it is on the increase because traumatic brain injury stress anxiety depression are all real and our veterans face it more than anybody. Please reach out to a veteran, ask them how they are. A simple phone call makes the world a difference. If you can't do that, ask me, send me a private message. I will make sure that I call that veteran with you and we will get them the help they need. If you can't, please give them my website at don'unfriendme.com Let them know in the top right-hand corner. They can click VCL and be connected anonymously, which is important, to Veteran Crisis Line. Remember this, even if you are not a veteran, they will answer the phone for you. That is what the Veteran Crisis Hotline does. Folks, thank you for staying with me for 217. Don't jump off when you see the credits. I'm going to answer all these questions. We'll have another conversation for everyone live. Please join me tomorrow for 218. Have a great night. God bless America and God bless you. Thanks, dummies. I'll see you tomorrow.